Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Rise and shine, sports investors. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It is Friday. June 21st, the first day of summer, a beautiful day to make it rain right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your man, Dean Martinez. You guys know me. Joe Ranieri is off today, but don't worry about it. We are going to hold you down for the next two hours. You may note that we're going seven to nine. You may note that seven to nine is going to be the move from here moving forward, but we got a lot to discuss. Okay. Big shout out to my man, Chris Bavona, of course, and Venmo Brian in the fantasy pit of misery. We're going to hold you down. We're going to do two big things today. Look back on the NBA draft last night. We are going to give you all the details, all the trades, who went too high, who went too low, who is building a nice young core as we move to this next era of NBA basketball, and of course, uh, what these young bucks looked like moving into the arena last night, NBA fashion as well. I'm going to ask Venmo Bryan about that. Then we're also going to turn our attention to the Women's World Cup, okay? We've been talking about Women's World Cup uh, for the last couple of weeks. The U.S. women get a big W against Sweden, 2-0, and that finishes the group stage, okay? Now that the bracket is set, the final 16 are in the knockout stage. Games start there tomorrow on Saturday. We will preview that with you. Our boy Charles Michel, who has joined us a few times, he will join us again, but we are chock full of Yes, okay, at the 740 segment, we're going to have our guy Craig Mish. You know him from the Fantasy Sports Network. He does FST, Fantasy Sports Today, a show I used to host as well. We're going to get his thoughts on the NBA draft. We're going to get his thoughts on moving forward into fantasy football. We've got Charles Michel, like I said, in the 815 segment. We are going to break down this next round of the Women's World Cup. We were telling you that there were some inefficiencies there. He gave us the over on the USA-Thailand. We'll see what he likes moving forward into this next round. At 825, we're going to have the Sports Keg CEO. You know we need him. If there is a UFC card and there is one on Saturday, we're going to break it down with him as well. And then we're going to have Matt Bonister from the Washington Post also to talk Women's World Cup. But Listen, so many ways for you to join the show if you want, okay? We have a poll question up as well, and I wanted to ask you, which which uh, team do you think created the best new young core from their picks last night? A lot of picks, a lot of teams with multiple picks. Remember, we talk quantity over quality for some of these guys, some of these teams. You know, the teams at the top are going to get generational talents. We'll break those down coming up in a bit, but a lot of teams, like, Think about it. Atlanta getting DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish. Look at Boston, what they did. Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, and 
Uh, Carson Edwards, a guy that I know Joe liked. Remember the kid out of Purdue that can definitely shoot. Think about some of the scores Boston got. Look at Phoenix now. Remember Phoenix already with DeAndre Ayton, already with Devin Booker as a young core. Monty Williams coming on in. They go ahead and get Cam Johnson in a pick that a lot of people think was kind of interesting. That first real surprise of the draft at 11. And Ty Jerome from the national champion Virginia Cavaliers. So is it them? We got that poll question up. We want to hear from you. And, of course, if you want to join the show and talk to the spitting statistician, you can at 844-843-688. Eight seven nine. We have a lot of stuff to get to. But one of the things, and you know, Ben O'Brien, we're going to bring him in as well. We're also going to break down the fashion of some of these guys. It was absolutely out of control what some of these guys were wearing. I will get the millennials take on that as well. But, um, you know, it started with the big three, right? I don't think there were any surprises near the top. Number one is Zion. Zion goes, uh, you know, to New Orleans. And there was a lot of talk. What else would New Orleans do, right? What else would New Orleans do with that four pick? Were they going to try to flip it? Were they going to get more assets? And then that was the first big deal, right, where the Atlanta Hawks wind up going up to that number four spot, okay? And, um in essence, using it to draft DeAndre Hunter. New Orleans falls back down to number eight where they go ahead and get Jackson Hayes. And let me tell you something. When you look at the New Orleans Pelicans right now, think about the overall haul that David Griffin has gotten from this Anthony Davis trade, okay? We knew they had Zion already, all right? From the Lakers in terms of young actual players that they can use. Josh Hart, I think, is going to be a, you know, a bench guy for them, right? But when you talk about Lonzo Ball, starting point guard. When you talk about uh, Brandon Ingram, right? Starting forward, right? Then look at what they added. They already have Drew Holiday, all-star caliber guard. Their guards are set, right? Lonzo and Holiday. They already had Brandon Ingram at, uh, on their wing, right? Depending on the blood clots, we'll talk about that. You had Zion as the four, right? Or as another wing forward guy with explosive potential, okay? Then they turn around, and in the eight pick, they go ahead and get Jackson Hayes. I think that is absolutely huge for them. This is a kid who's at seven foot tall. You know, he has the kind of uh, run the floor, be a rim protector, still has the ability to develop his game, but you've got a young one through five right there, okay? You talk about Atlanta was a team I was very excited about going in with John Collins. We know Trey Young, who many people think, you know, um, was the second half rookie of the year. Luka Doncic did it all year, but Trey Young really came on. You add to them, think about this, you add to them, Two other kind of forwards, right? And Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter. Hunter, we know on the defensive side. Cam Reddish, we know, was kind of that third wheel in Duke this year. But many people believe that he, in the pros, will have a much larger opportunity to show up and show out. This Atlanta Hawks team, remember I told you, they had 29 wins last year. Their over-under for wins this year is 32-and-a-half. You see the development of Young and Collins. I think Reddish as another scorer. Hunter on the defensive side, they are building. Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, Carson Edwards from Boston. Added to this Boston team with other young talent. We know about Jason Tatum. Remember, this team will look different without likely Kyrie. It looks like Horford may be moving on. So this is a team that's going to you know, kind of add to a new core. Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens right back at it. I like what Phoenix did as well. We got a poll question up. You tell me who you think 
has the nicest, best young core. When we come back on the other side of the break, we're going to talk about the top talk which teams made any early surprises fell, okay? And why Jared Culver may be the harder in the track. All that and more. Right here on Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job. More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for. I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast. Now I'm back to having just one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source com score total visits. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. A lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76 and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is under 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435 888-400-0435 andro400.com Welcome back Nick Rain here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network it's your boy Dane Martinez uh, you know, Joe is out today. He's uh, traveling. He's going to be back, of course, on Monday. Uh, we continue to make it rain. We're going to do two main things here on this version of Make It Rain. We're going to break down what we saw in the NBA draft last night, and we're going to look ahead 
to the uh, knockout stage of the Women's World Cup. That is going to be the main uh, pieces of information that we give you guys, in these investors, that we help you make it rain moving forward into the weekend. We got that poll question up as well. Remember, we got the best haul of young talent right now. Half of you guys are saying New Orleans with Zion and Jackson Hayes. And, you know, that's the obvious answer, right? And let's start there. New Orleans gets Zion Williamson number one overall. I've told you about this, right? I just laid out for you who they've got now, Holiday and Ball. Then you got, you know, you add Zion to maybe Brandon Ingram, depending on the blood clots. By the way, both of them, Duke uh, I was going to say Duke graduates, but neither one of them were there for four years. And then they go out and get Jackson Hayes now as well. This is going to be an athletic team that's going to be able to run back and forth. But I got to tell you something, you know, because Ja goes number two, RJ goes number three. And I said this yesterday. I'm going to say it again for those of you who did not hear me. And then we're going to bring in Venmo B. Uh, our guy, our, our, our uh, resident millennial there on staff and see if I'm uh, if I'm crazy or not. I think it was reinforced for me last night when I saw when I saw them all and I got some of the breakdowns on guys like John Moran and R.J. Barrett. Um, they were saying that John Moran and R.J. Barrett are like, you know, prototypical for the game in 2019. John Morant with his court vision, his dynamic playmaking ability, right? The ability, the idea that he went 20 and 10, 10 assists in college with that kind of scorer and that he's not he's a patient kind of guy. And I saw that. In the NCAA tournament as well, everyone thought that Ja Morant was going to be this guy that was going to press, right? But no, the game slows down for him. He makes the right decision. It's almost like the analogy. I think they said it last night. I've said it before. It's like Le'Veon Bell as a running back, right? He's very fast and stuff. But he's quick to the hole, but patient and waits to see what develops. I think that is a fit for the 2019 NBA. Same with R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett is a scorer who will put up 18 to 20 points a game for the New York Knicks this season, okay? When it comes to Zion, though, okay, this is a guy who just thinks is a locomotive, who thinks that he's just going to overpower people, right? And he was able to do that in AAU ball. He's able to do that at Duke even, okay? But I don't know that he's going to be able to do that as much in the in the NBA at the next level against men, okay? This guy, he's not 6'8". He's not 6'9". Okay? This is not LeBron James steamrolling people. This is not uh, Blake Griffin, okay? These guys, those guys are much bigger. This guy is 6'6", all right? He is not going to bang around, you know, power forwards in the NBA, okay? Paul Millsap is a man. Draymond Green, you know, uh, Al Horford, these guys... Zion is not overwhelming them with his power, in my opinion, okay? Now, does he – listen, he is an incredibly explosive, dynamic athlete. But if you're 6'6", you're going to have to develop an outside game. And he hasn't – you know, he he's decent. He can shoot the wide open three, right? But people are going to – he's going to have to add to that mid-range game enough so that people respect it enough so that he can't be a one-trick pony, okay? I think he's amazing. I think he still will be an NBA all-star. It's you know, And the Pelicans will have a lot of TV games, things of that nature. But just remember, he will still need to develop – some parts of his game. And I want to bring in our guy Venmo Bryan because Venmo Bryan, if you really follow the show and all, you know, this is a guy who thinks that, you know, uh, Larry Bird had no bounce because he didn't, or that he didn't have a step back three. So he understands the 2019 NBA. So Venmo Bryan, first of all, welcome. Thank you for joining. You always do a great job down there and are the contrast to two old guys like myself uh, and Joe. My narrative, Brian, is that, you know, Zion may be less. 
um, of a perfect fit for the 2019 NBA, then John Morant, then R.J. Barrett. Am I crazy, Venmo Brian, to think that? You know, because I think he's going to have to, as a 6'6 kind of locomotive, he's still going to have to develop the outside part of his game, whereas John Moran and R.J. Barrett, I think their skills are very translatable to, uh, you know, the NBA that you watch and enjoy. What do you think, Venmo B? He definitely needs to work on his shooting, but I don't think R.J. Barrett's a good shooter. He's better than no, Zion, well, but... Right, but wasn't R.J. Barrett supposed... He was, like, hyped as a great shooter, but then just wound up only shooting, like, in the low 30s at Duke mm -hmm. in his one season. A lot of people think he's going to, you know, in the NBA with... NBA spacing and things of that nature that he'll be much better. Yeah, I think Zion, he's going to bang down low. He's like 285, so I think he'll right, be six. But he's 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, yeah. You really think he's own the paint against, like, you know, NBA men? Not own it, but his, he has like a 40-inch vertical. I think he'll be all right. All right, fair enough. I just think that some of these old men that know how to bang, you know, that are, you know, 6'6", six, you know, Zion's like 6'6", six, six, whatever it is, like 265, whatever. Mark Gasol, you know, is seven foot, you know, 280. Is he really going to like, he's not going to overpower Mark Gasol. You know what I mean, Brian? Yeah, I think he's going to try to jump over everybody. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Try. I, mean, I don't know if it's going to work. And that's the thing. I don't know if it's going to work either. Like, we've seen this before, Brian. You know, in your, in your kind of uh, recent experience, I'll use the example of Blake Griffin. Brian, you know, Blake Griffin in college was overpowering everybody. Highlight dunks. We all know about this. And he was even bigger. Blake Griffin is a legitimate four in the league. Blake Griffin is like 6'9". And even then, in his first few years, he tried to do that with some success. But as you know, Brian, he developed an outside game over time. And that's really led to Blake Griffin's kind of renaissance. You know what I mean? Like, do you see the same kind of path? Even LeBron had to develop an outside game. On some level. And we all know LeBron is, you know, the specimen to end all specimens. But um, doesn't Zion have to do that same thing that we've seen out of Blake Griffin, that we've seen out of LeBron James? I think he'll get there. He's only 19. So over time, all he right. should develop an outside shot. I hope all he right, does. All right, fair enough. And let me ask you this, Venmo, because you know a lot about the college game and stuff like that. I put this poll question up. I like what New Orleans did with Zion and Jackson Hayes. They get the kid out of Virginia Tech as well. Atlanta with uh, DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish um, adding to their young core, Trey Young, uh, John Collins. Boston getting Romeo Langford and Grant Williams and Carson Edwards, who's Joe's guy. How would you answer the poll question, Brian? Who do you think, like, really, whether it's quantity or quality, who really added to their young core? Who are you excited to see how these young pieces that got drafted, who do you think, uh, you know, who do you think uh, really uh, added to, uh, the accelerated their development, Brian? I like the Hawks and the Celtics. I think yeah. they both made okay. good picks. And obviously the Pelicans, Zion. Yeah, I mean, the Pelicans get Zion, right? Of course. But talk to me about Atlanta. How do you think Hunter and Reddish fit in with Trey Young already and John Collins and the like? Cam Reddish was a top three recruit coming to college. He just got drowned out by Zion and uh, R.J. Barrett. So I think that was a steal when they got him. Yep, and then DeAndre Hunter, we know he will help defensively as well. Kind of a two-way player for them. Absolutely. The last thing I want to ask you, bro, because you're, you're a young guy. Okay, and by the way, we got our man Niffin on the line. We'll get to Niffin for sure next uh, in our next segment. Niffin also was in the building last night at the Barclays Center, so we'll ask him about some of the environment that was there. But, uh, Brian, I got to ask you, uh, what's up with this fashion, bro? I mean, Zion in the cream, R.J. Barrett in the pink with the little uh, 
uh, Canada flag on the inseam. You're a young guy. Do you like where uh, you like what this is goal? You know how they're how they're showing up and showing out there, and Ja Morant with his little purple pinstripes. What do you think there? Who uh, who won the fashion game, Brian? I liked uh, Garland. Really? Yeah, but I think what was he? Tipton? He had like a Jedi, like white. I don't even know what it was. Like a Z- I don't know. All right, but you liked it. You don't know what it was, but I you did, liked like, it. Bull bull with a spider web, That's what I was gonna... and, then and then last he drops all the way. That's a bad look. Exactly. Looking dumb. Talking last. Yesterday about Bull Bull, you know, the seven foot two guy out of Oregon, the son of Manute Bull. He was hurt a little bit. A lot of people thought he was going to be a top 10 pick, Brian. He falls all the way to number 44 with the Denver Nuggets. It looks like he may back up Nikolai Jokic, adding to that. But you're absolutely right, Brian. Uh, he was wearing what? It was like a, a spider web kind of like on his lapel, right, Brian? That was You thought that was funky? You like that one? Yeah, I, I want to know why he dropped, though. Maybe it's his age, because his dad, they're saying his dad was in the NBA, and he was like 48. They didn't know his age. I think it's all injury concerns. With these kind of guys, you know, if they already have injury concerns, it's tough for these big, lanky guys to stay healthy. Thanks, Ben Bobby. We'll talk a little bit more about this on the side of the break. When we come back, we hear from Niffin, who was in the building, risers and fallers, and a whole lot more. It's Make It Rain. Sports. In your next. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be. So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com proudly made in america can't get enough fantasy football roto experts has launched their nfl 365 fantasy football package which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet davis maddock and the roto experts are providing dynasty season-long betting best ball and nfl draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play save 10 percent at rotoexperts.com with the promo code fntsy it's the nfl 365 fantasy football package only at rotoexperts.com 
full-time fantasy. Pat Mahomes went in the fourth round, and I said, in our league, with four points per touchdown, I don't want to take a fourth-round quarterback. At what point do you want to take Patrick Mahomes? I mean, with the depth at the quarterback position, I've been finding myself waiting longer and longer, especially when you can get a guy like Dak Prescott, you know, into the double-digit round. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Welcome back. Make it rain here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your man, Dane Martinez. Joe is out today. Don't worry about that. He'll be back bright and early on Monday as we continue to help you guys, you know, profit a little bit in this sports world. And let me tell you where you can do that, all right? Get in the game at DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this show can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Life is more fun when you have skin in the game, so test your skills at DraftKings, the game inside the game. Go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to claim your risk-free $500 bet. That's a $500 risk-free bet at DraftKings Sportsbook when you go to sportsgrid.com slash DK. Claim your risk-free bet today. I've been telling everybody yesterday, I was saying, listen, whatever risk-free bets you get, what you need to do is drop it on Zion to go first overall. That was at like minus 8,000. You're not going to win much money, but if you get the money for free and you could just inch it up the hill, I would like that as an idea. We got our man Niffin on the line. We're going to get to him in a second. Uh... Venmo B was right. Bull Bull dropped to number 44 overall, and a lot of people thought he was going to be a lottery pick. You know, remember, he had some injury issues. Brian was saying, you know, his dad was in the league. His dad was similar, though. Like, a lot of these big, lanky guys, you know, in the past, you talk about Manu Bull. You talk about Yao Ming. They don't stay on the court. You know, we talk about guys even now like Joel Embiid and others, these really big guys. It's hard for them necessarily to stay healthy for some reason. The the stress on the joints is just a little bit. But Ball Ball is not the only guy who fell. I got to tell you something. I really love the pick of Nasir Little in at number 25 to the Portland Trailblazers. Remember, I've been on Portland as one of these teams already with C.J. McCollum and Dame Dollar, right, who already have uh, Yurkic, not Yurkic, yes, Yurkic coming back next year. They had Nasir Little, who many people thought would have been a top 10 pick potentially. He, he, he falls all the way to 25. That could be a big-time win for the Portland Trailblazers as well. But here's what I want to do. I want to get our man Niffin on the line because you guys know Niffin if you're a big fan of Make It Rain, big fan of the shows here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Niffin is always down with us. And uh, Niffin was actually in the building last night at the Barclays Center, so I want to get a little bit of a read from him. Niffin, how you doing, brother man? Hey, what's up, Dean? Uh, how you doing? Good morning, guys. How you doing? Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. Happy summer to you. Officially the first day of summer. I guess it's okay for you. To, you uh, tell Ashley she could wear white moving forward. It's officially okay. But yeah. you were in the building last night, Niffin. So I got to ask you, yeah. okay? I got to ask you, as a Knicks fan myself, I was watching it on TV, listening to it on the radio. It sounded to me like the place went absolutely bonkers when the Knicks uh, made the selection of R.J. Barrett. It seemed like everybody was happy, almost like we forgot that we struck out on the lottery and didn't get Zion. It seems like the crowd, Spike Lee included, was really, really excited. Oh. Take me into the area. Like, what did it feel like? Was the crowd really that supportive of the R.J. Barrett pick yeah. at three? First of all, um, <clears throat> first of all, me and my friends uh, had a great time last night at the draft, and we 
we, we when when the Knicks picked RJ Barrett, the building went crazy. Everybody's here for him, and uh, we kept hearing RJ, RJ, welcome to New York. He's going to be the new star in the Knicks uniform. So I feel like uh, that was a great pick for us, a great pick uh, by the Knicks, and the atmosphere was just amazing. And uh, we actually we took over. We t- we had more Knicks fans there than Brooklyn fans, by the way. To be honest. Nice. So the Knicks yeah, fans so. took over. I mean, yeah, the Brooklyn. The Nets didn't really draft until later on, you know, so they knew they were going to get a guy that maybe wasn't the kind of face of a franchise guy that the Knicks were in store for. Let me ask you this. When I was watching it and listening to it, it seemed like a lot of guys that were getting interviewed really got emotional, you know. This was the culmination of 15, 18 years of work, you know, going to the gym, those 5 a.m. road trips to AAU games, that sort of thing. And it seemed like when they were getting interviewed and that, like, their parents were there, a lot of these kids got emotional. Could you sense that yeah. in the building that they really yeah, felt the I culmination think, of all that work yeah so we were sitting in section 206 which is the second uh second deck so uh i so we were able to see the big screen and I, I i took a lot of videos so i was able to see all the interviews and they showed on the big screen with uh rj barrett and his father man what a great moment that was he uh, the father got emotional and uh yeah. it speaks to how these parents raise these uh, kids and uh how hard the kids work and make the parents proud. So, yeah, so we got the sense, even being in the building, that all these players uh, live for this moment. And uh, I I, I just, like, it was just an awesome experience because later in the night we got to move down to the Section 106, so we sat near the stage and all. So so that was a a great thing. But first of all, um, listen, do you agree with me? I think the biggest winners from yesterday's draft is the Pelicans number one man? What a what a uh, David Griffin since he's got there. Yep. He made the, he he re, re, remade that team in like two weeks. This team is about. I think this team will make the playoffs this year. Uh, that I, I I can guarantee that. I think I think Pelicans yeah. will make the playoffs this year because the West is uh, not looking so good with the Warriors uh, going down. But right. I think that the I think the Pelicans won this uh, draft, and I feel like the Knicks won it. We obviously we got RJ Barrett, but. And then the, my third team, I think, the under the radar was Brooklyn Nets because even though they didn't draft till later, they traded their picks. They even got more cast space. And I feel like right. the only way, the only way they, I mean, I think they know that they're going to get two max players. That's the only way, way that they would right. trade all uh, trade this because they yeah, know they're that definitely they're going to get. Niffin, they're definitely working to clear space with those moves that they have made recently. They are clearing space. A lot of people think it's Kyrie and KD. They got room for two guys. There's been a lot of buzz about Kyrie, and so I hear you. They're clearing the space, and they're getting some good young talent. Let me ask you one more question, Niffin, because you were in there. You were in the room. You know, I've been to a draft once before, and it's just so great. You know, when you go to a game, right, you see fans of your team. You see fans of the opposing team. When you go to the draft, you see fans of, like, all 30 or all 32 teams. It's a a pretty cool experience. You get all sorts of jerseys in the building. Did you bump into fans from any, like, other team that kind of surprised you? Were there anybody, you know, were there, like, Memphis Grizzlies fans that came from Memphis? Tell me a little bit about, like, what were the fans like in, in that arena from all the teams that were represented? Yeah, so we saw we saw Pelicans fans, we saw OKC Thunder fans, we saw nice. um, we we even saw uh, what uh, what do you call it? Uh, Clippers fans? I think it was there. Yeah, and, uh, we saw um, <laughs> we didn't see any Grizzlies fans. I, I don't know, but uh, I think we saw. But we saw uh, a lot. Actually, a lot of people wearing different kinds of jerseys. So Celtics yeah. fans were there, and Port, uh, Portland Trailblazers. So yeah, it's a good it's good to see 
when the draft comes, it's good to see everybody uh, support their team and uh, and see how they improve. And man, for, <laughs> this is my first NBA draft uh, that we went to, and it was a great experience. And uh, hopefully, uh, Gabe is uh, feeling okay. Yeah, I mean, no, I we're all okay. No, Joe's all right. Joe's all right. Joe just had a flight. At this point in time, he's traveling right now. So it's all good. Joe is fine. Joe will be back on Monday. No need to worry. But thanks for joining us for a couple of minutes, Niffin. Tell Ashley we say hello and keep an eye on those Padres. They're still around 500. They look good. Thanks for the call. As always, Niffin, we're going to keep it moving here on Make It Rain. And thanks for all the love on social media as well. All right. When we come back here, though, we're going to, in a few minutes, we're going to get Craig Mish on the line. But I wanted to say one more thing about this draft that I thought was great. Um, Jared Culver out of Texas Tech. You guys know him. The Texas Tech Red Raiders made a run all the way to the championship game. He gets picked number six overall by ultimately the Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay, that was one of the trades that went down. And Jared Culver, um, you know, Phoenix was in that spot. They traded with Minnesota, and uh, Phoenix actually winds up getting Cameron Johnson, the forward out of North Carolina. Jared Culver, get this. Jared Culver, because he's such a workout fiend, and I don't know if this is true or if this is just people wanted to, like, add to the lore and the perception of him as such a hard worker. He, you know, practices every day, 500 shots, whatever it is. Do you know, he had his guy, I guess I guess it's an agent at this point, try to find him a gym that he could practice in last night. After he got drafted, Jared Culver wanted his agent to book a gym for him so he could get up his thousand shots like every other night and practice even after he just fulfilled his dream and became finally a professional basketball player. I think that's a really cool story, but the skeptical, cynical New Yorker in me is like, that's really nice and cool, but do you really do that, or are you doing that just so the story can be out there, and then there's a narrative about how hard of a worker you actually are? I mean, it's a nice story, but we'll see if uh, you know if that's actually authentic or if that was part of like adding to the narrative about Jared Culver. But I'll tell you this, you put Culver in the front court there. You know they got Andrew Wiggins. You know they got Carl Anthony Towns. That's an interesting front court for the Minnesota Timberwolves as they look to progress in the Western Conference. Once again, we got that poll question up. Which team do you think got the biggest haul? Our man Niffin says that he thinks, uh, you know, he thinks that the Brooklyn Nets did really well. Everybody thinks Zion and the Pelicans. 50% of you say Zion and the, and the Pelicans. I Listen, guys, I am going to keep pounding the table for these young Atlanta Hawks. Um, they got DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish to add to Trey Young, to add to John Collins. They got some cap space as well. I think they are building. If you look at the season win total for the Atlanta Hawks, it's 32 and a half. I think they can do better than that. Um, you know, as we move along this season, they would be an early uh, over for me on the season win total. As I mentioned, also, we got the Women's World Cup uh, brackets have come out for the second round. The United States, after their uh, 2 nothing win against Sweden yesterday, uh, should have been three. Should have been three. Me and Joe were both on the over on that two and a half. It really should have been. You saw um, a couple of great crosses all the way through the box. You saw um, them hit the post in like the 80-something minute. Uh, so we, 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 we got banged out on that one. We did have the game, though. And now the brackets have been set for the knockout stage, the round of 16 and beyond. And as we look 
to the United States women. They will be playing on Monday at noon against Spain. And then if uh, things hold chalky, they'd have a huge matchup a week from today, next Friday, against the host country and the uh, second-choice France. Right now, if you look at the overall uh, odds, the USA are the favorites at plus 175. France at plus 67 for second choice. We'll dive into that with Charles Michel and Matt Bonestale in the 8 o'clock hour. When we come back, though, Craig Fish of uh, FSC and the Fantasy Sports Radio Network joins us. We're going to talk about baseball. We come back with Dave Martinez right here on Make It Rain. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently, Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. I weigh 329 pounds. I was a heart attack waiting to happen. I got Andro 400. It makes me not so hungry. I started noticing more energy. I noticed my belly was starting to shrink up. I started seeing weight come off. 80-some pounds. I went from 330 to 245. For a 56-year-old guy to lose that much weight, it took something, brother. I feel great. I feel like I was when I was 35 years old. That was Ruben. Now listen to what Josh says about Andro 400. Well, I'll tell you, man, that stuff really works. It was insane. I've heard the commercials walk for a decade. I was like, I'm just going to try it. My pants are like falling off. It really works. I bought suits last year for my new job, and they're falling off of me. It's insane. Guys, if you want to lose belly fat, gain energy, strength, and muscle, and look and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. That's 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 961 
make it rain here on the Sports Radio Network. By the way, guys, you not know, but I have a show on Monday night. It's called Fantasy Freestyle from 7 to 8 p.m. Catch us over there. We do a lot of good stuff there with Stats Over Beat Cypher. Um, so, you know, check that out, especially as we go to football. We talk fantasy football. We talk betting football. And every Monday, we'll be able to give you waiver wire pickups, things of that nature. As we go into the football season, join the uh, join the people that call consider themselves part of the hashtag Stats Over Beat Cypher. But as we go now, we go to Craig Mish. Uh, you guys know him if you're part of the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. He's on Fantasy Sports Today, one of the newest additions to the network, and we welcome him in here for a couple of minutes right now. Craig, how you doing, brother man? Good, Dan. What's going on? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Thanks for spending a couple of minutes with us today. You know, I, I'd be remiss. We're going to get into some baseball. I know that's your area of expertise for sure. But I would be remiss if I didn't ask you. You know, it's been a few weeks since you're part of the uh, fraternity that is the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. How's it been so far? Everybody treating you nice? The producers? Anybody I got to, you know, uh, crack some whips about? Uh, how's it yeah. going so far? Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. You know, it's a really uh, new engagement with fans and listeners, especially the on demand aspect. That's what's really cool is getting messages at different parts of the day from people who are listening to the show and and the apps that you can hear the shows on. That's definitely new for me after uh, doing radio for about twenty years. So uh, no, no uh, cracking whips just yet. I'm sure that we will have someone at some point. You know, but as, as well, for, but but for right now, it's been real smooth. That's awesome, man. You talk about the engagement here, right? That's at, like as people cut the cord, you know, and move into this new era of how people consume their information, right? The idea of the chat room always there, the idea of people being able to call in, the idea of people able to engage with you, whether it's on social media. But I got to tell you, Craig, it's a gift and a curse because sometimes I get trapped, you know, like staring at that chat room, you know, and responding to that. And, and here's the main question, though, Craig. Have you heard from Bob in Vermont yet? No, that must be an uh, that, that end up being a new one. So he must not be okay. listening. Unfortunately, well, listen, I'm telling you. Listen, you know how sometimes like a teacher will tell another teacher, "Oh, you got to be worried about that student." You know that sort of thing. That is right. Bob in Vermont. I can't wait for you to get introduced to him. But let's okay. turn our attention to baseball, Greg, because I know you are you know you're big in baseball and in fantasy baseball. And you know Joe and I have been talking about like kind of two main narratives so far this season. And the first is this idea of how the pendulum has swung so far in the three true outcomes. You know what I mean? Like strikeout rate is up, up, I believe it's up to like 24% across Major League Baseball. The walk rate is also up to like 8 or 9%. The home run rate on fly balls is also absolutely ridiculous these days. When you talk about bat path and launch angle and exit velocity, things of that nature. So my question for you is like, A, is this a trend that's ever going away? And B, then how do you play it almost in fantasy baseball? Does that mean that some stats that were more valuable before are less valuable? Because listen, Craig, you know, five years ago, I didn't want Joey Gallo on my team because, yeah, he'd hit 30 home runs, but he'd hit me 210, right? Now it seems like that's just commonplace. So how does the fantasy baseball player adjust to this three true outcomes world that we now live in? Well, the thought process, Dane, is that the pitching would have been a big priority, especially going into the last few years. But, you know, the problem is, is that in baseball and just in sports, every year is different, and you really don't know how things are going to change. In football, they're changing some of the rules and pass interference. In the NBA, you're seeing so many points being scored. you got Vegas totals all basically, 
in the 200s. And in baseball, what we're seeing is there's virtually no good pitching and, and teams do not keep their starting pitchers in deep in games. And that leads to more runs because bullpen arms are never going to be as good as starting pitching. And so from a fantasy perspective, I think the attack this year was to try and find aces in fantasy. There have been more home runs than there ever have been this year. And so for some people it's worked out if they've identified the right pitchers. And for others it hasn't because... Simply put, guys like Max Scherzer and here we are again with Jacob DeGrom, two aces in Major League Baseball, both haven't won a lot of games because their teams haven't scored runs for them. So it's not an exact science, but ERAs, whips, and all those things are up across the board. And so you try and do your best going into a season to identify what the future is going to look like. But, you know, unless we have uh, you know, that that book from uh, Back to the Future, the uh, yeah, Gray Sports, Sports Almanac, Almanac yeah, <laughs> there's almost no way to tell what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, and if you can get me a flying hoverboard too, Chris, uh, Craig, I'd be interested in that as well. You know, I'm I'm looking at so absolutely right. The studs are the studs, and they are few and far between these days. I've been talking about on this air that I'm unless I see the pitcher is you know Berrios or Cole, you know something like that. I'm betting the over. You know what I mean? Because as you mentioned, runs are up about seven percent this year. Home runs are up about. 15% this year. So you really need when you see a total that's like eight or seven and a half, you know, unless unless it's like Kershaw versus DeGrom, you know, or some of these young studs we're seeing, I'm taking the over. I absolutely agree with you on that. Um, let me ask you this, you know, as it relates to fantasy also, what about this trend in the opener? Chris, I mean, Craig, we're seeing so many teams out there run a guy out there for the first inning or so, right, to get through the big part of the lineup for the first time, then hand the ball over to, uh, you know, whether it's a Stanek, whether it's a Yarbrough kind of thing. And then this other guy is pitching innings two through six. A lot of times these guys that are not in lines for quality starts or wins, you know, it kind of warps some of the statistics of fantasy baseball. But in a regular baseball, I understand the strategy, both from uh, keeping the hitters off pace, you know, second, third time through the lineups. I also think for teams like Tampa, it's a financial thing, right? You don't need to spend $15 million on your number four starter if you're going to have this opportunity for more kids to get their opportunity. What do you think is the, uh, what do you think about the trend of the opener? Is it here to stay? And do you think it's actually like kind of a smart evolution of the baseball mind and strategy? I, I think it is for the reality of the game. For fantasy, it definitely will affect it adversely, and it'll yeah. make starting pitchers more valuable. We saw the Cubs yesterday use Tyler Chatwood, and then they brought in their top rookie, Alzale, after that. And that was really one that you got to circle because you wonder as young stud pitchers come up from the minor leagues, is that the way that they'll be used initially to kind of right. keep their innings and pitches down by bringing them in the second inning or so. So I, I think it's smart for the game, and the Rays are always a step ahead of everybody else in terms of the analytics, so it does make sense. But from a fantasy point of view, it's interesting because we're not quite where it affects the game as much. There are only a handful of teams that are doing it. There was only one. Now this year there's about three or four. We saw the Giants try it also. So uh, it, it's more of an indictment on the starting pitching on certain teams. Maybe they have injuries or issues. And it hasn't really thrown the fantasy world on its head yet. But I guess they will just have to check back in two or three years and see if it changes it completely. For now, it's definitely worth mentioning. It is interesting, and I think it works in baseball. But the fantasy game hasn't necessarily been affected as much.
Yeah, you know, I mean, to its extreme, right? Like you said, we got to check in in like three or four years. But look how far it's come in the last few years, you know, just from like the Royals blueprint on getting firemen in the seventh, eighth and ninth. Right. And to now how that's being extended. Now you see, uh, you know, uh, set up men getting contracts that are bigger, things of that nature. I wonder, Craig, if we check in. In three years or so, will we be so warped that there's like a pitching staff? We'll have 12 guys who are all just ready to go two or three innings and that's it. And like the starter goes away completely. But we may be a little bit still far from that. Here's the other topic I want to ask you, Craig. You know, the trading deadline is coming up in Major League Baseball, right? We've already seen that the Seattle Mariners have sort of declared themselves sellers after the Edwin Encarnacion trade. Um, we're going to expect more things on the horizon. People talking about arms like Madison Bumgarner. We got to look at the Cleveland Indians, for example. My dream as a Yankees fan is that Max Scherzer can get dangled free somehow if the Nationals you know, look themselves in the mirror as well. How do you play that for fantasy baseball? I think the biggest thing. Craig is in the closer market, right? Because you could have a guy that um, moves, you know, a Brad Hand, for example, and either becomes the closer for another team, knocking someone else out of the role, or when they go to a new team, they inherit a different role. And when a guy moves teams, then you got to look at who are the seventh and eighth inning guys that were on that team that may elevate. Can you help me read the tea leaves? Because there's definitely going to be some moves in the next month. If you have an idea of who some of those heavily rumored guys might be and how do you get ahead of it for fantasy baseball? You may lose some stats or God forbid, if you're in an AL or NL only league, you might lose someone out of your player universe altogether. Last year, you would have lost Brad Hand. Last year, you might have lost Manny Machado, uh, you know, Jonathan VR, Jonathan Scope, uh, Chris Archer, Mike Moustakis. These are all guys who switched leagues. And right now, if you're in an NL-only league and you got Madison Bumgarner, there's a chance he's gone out of the player universe in three weeks. So who do you expect to move? What kind of advantages does that create in fantasy baseball? And, you know, how do we get ahead of it? Yeah, in the AL and NL-only format, you're right. It's, it's vital to keep a close eye on it. And that's why in those formats also, for people who play with the waiver system, or the free agent acquisition budget, you kind of have to be careful right now. If you have any money left, you want to keep it. And if you have your waiver position, you may want to stay where you are because it happens just about every year where players are traded. And you mentioned Bumgarner. That's certainly a big one. I think that Washington is a possibility with Anthony Rendon. Yeah. I wouldn't rule out the mm. Mets trading Edwin Diaz at this point. I mean, the NL got like East, little is... for Washington as well, being on the move. Yeah. Yeah, I think the NL East is pretty clear. I don't know about Cleveland yet. I think that we're we're a okay. little we're jumping the gun there a little bit just because even though yes, the Twins are playing out of their minds, uh, Cleveland still has a ton of games against them. And hypothetically, if they ever do get Kluber and Clevenger and Carrasco back, that could change the game for them. I I agree with your your thought process there. I just don't know that Cleveland is there yet. I I just I'm gonna have to wait there, but. Um, in terms of saves, yeah, that's a good point as well. You have Shane Green on Detroit, who's had a phenomenal year. You know they're going to end up trading him. I'm not sure where the White Sox are at, but Colome certainly. Felipe Vasquez in Pittsburgh, maybe? There. Uh, I don't know if Pittsburgh's going to do that. They they have him under a friendly contract, so I'm okay. not really sure. They could keep him for a few more years. But, um, you know, you just kind of have to go around the league and see which guys are getting saves and which guys lose it. But, I would circle Green as the main one because I believe he leads the American League in saves. 
and he's had a phenomenal year. I think his ERA is either two or sub two, so he's going to end up on some other team, and he'll get saves in the seventh, eighth, or ninth inning. Miami will trade Romo. He's been their closer. He'll go mm. somewhere else as well. Absolutely. Okay, so there's a couple of names to circle and get ahead of if you want to try to anticipate the market because it will be fluctuating over the next, you know, three to four weeks. And a guy like Madison Bumgarner, for example, may be on the move, maybe to an American League team. You know, last year this happened big time with Manny Machado, Craig, you know, and we were wondering if you would sell Manny Machado for like 80 cents on the dollar, 70 cents on the dollar. Would you do that with a guy like Madison Bumgarner just in case he gets traded to, oh, I don't know, Minnesota or New York or something like that? Would you move Madison Bumgarner for 80 cents on the dollar? Yeah, probably even less than that, because as as I've talked about on my show, Dane, you know, the, the trade deadline is the 31st in the past. What used yeah. to happen is you could still make trades in August if players went through waivers and they've eliminated that. So those deals, for example, like when Verlander went from the Tigers to mm-hmm. the Astros on August 31st, then won the World Series, those are gone. So you know right. in 30 days from now, there's a good chance you're going to lose that guy. I don't think there's any doubt. I think Bumgarner goes to somewhere in the American League, whether it's the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I think the, the Astros are, are also a possibility wow. there. Dodgers, it would be very unlikely because of those the two teams hate each other and they have that rivalry, rivalry going. Yeah. So if you yeah, you eliminate one team in the postseason like L.A., they're not going to help them. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely would. He'd be one one guy also. I would do the same thing with Rendon. I think Rendon's going somewhere else too. All right. Thanks a lot, Craig. And by the way, you can catch Craig on FST every weekday here on this air, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for spending a couple of minutes with us, Craig. No problem, Dan. Have a great day. All right, you too. When we come back, top of the hour, we talk NBA Draft with the World Cup. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're making it rain. Get some umbrellas. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for catch games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. The Fantasy Sports Network is ready to take you out to the ballgame. Our experts and analysts are following the boys of summer through all 162 games of the 2019 MLB season with the best fantasy baseball analysis in the industry. Catch the latest news and notes every day to help you win your fantasy leagues and your DFS tournaments. We'll always want you back listening and watching the Fantasy Sports Network on the FNTSY radio app and the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, where we're root, 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 rooting for your fantasy baseball team. Hi, I'm Keith Urban. 
I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. But they need your help to survive. The Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help. Get in the game at DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Life is more fun when you have skin in the game, so test your skills at DraftKings, the game inside the game. Go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to claim your risk-free $500 bet. That's a $500 risk-free bet at DraftKings Sportsbook when you go to sportsgrid.com slash DK. So head on over to sportsgrid.com slash DK and claim your risk-free bet today. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer. Christian Yelich, did you ever see this coming with him being this good, Hawk? I never saw it. I knew that he always had the potential to win a batting crown. This is an individual that is bubbling now with confidence. You know, he's excited about being where he is, and he's just taking his game to a different level. Weekdays, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Evan DSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. This or that, this or that. That's what it always comes down to in decisions on fantasy sports, right? And when you're betting, this or that, over or under, favorite or underdog. That's what it is down there. We are making rain here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez. They call me Speeds, the spitting statistician, stable genius, and vocal minority of the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And check this out. We were uh, we were talking with Craig Mission to catch him on fantasy sports today every monday through friday as we build out this programming okay we got it almost 24 hours a day to help you win your leagues and win that cash i want to catch up on a couple things we talked about uh, throughout the week with joe you know we like to put the fun in functional sports content we told you about sprinkles the clown Sprinkles the Clown is the guy who went dumpster diving with Lenny Dykstra, okay, uh, to go find his teeth, if you remember that. He lost his $800,000 dentures, Lenny Dykstra, and had to go dumpster diving for it. And by the way, sent some amazing videos to social media about that. And we wondered if who was going to get the biggest bump here, right? And we thought it was going to be Sprinkles the Clown. But I'm here to dispute that right now. Earlier in the week when this story broke, Sprinkles the Clown had 7,600 followers on Twitter. I just checked this morning. Sprinkles the Clown has 7,600 followers on Twitter. So I, I guess uh, the PR has not helped out Sprinkles the Clown. I also told you guys that all uh, OJ is on Twitter and that he was tweeting that I was going after him, you know, try to respond to him, things like that. Well, OJ has tweeted again. He talked about the best advice he's ever gotten was from his mom saying, Orenthal, you can't let people in mean speech set you further away from God, right? So he talked about that, and then OJ says, by the way, she's the only one who could call me Orenthal. So I replied back and said, ah, I don't know, OJ. The jury foreman tried to call you Orenthal, but really butchered the name. Hey, there you go. So listen, this is going to be incredible fodder for us as we move along, and I'm just going to try and get OJ to eventually respond to us at Make It Rain. That'll be good. We'll have OJ along with Niffin here in the show and you guys in the chat room, of course. When we come back, when our 8 o'clock hour begins, it is jam-packed. We got Charles Michel 
from two sports investors talking soccer. We got the sports check CEO, our guy Jay, the breakdown of the UFC card, draft props, and then we got Matt Bonnesty of the Washington Post also talking U.S. soccer. We got the chance to speak to the next week. I want to thank the Sports Radio Network and Dane Martin.